Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is more mortgage lending options. And for this helpful discussion, I am thankful to be joined remotely today by Becky Crowell and Jim Stemple, both new mortgage relationship managers at First United. Becky, Jim, how are you both doing this morning? We're doing great. How are you? Doing very well. I appreciate you both joining me. And uh, we've got a lot of things to cover and to talk about today. And uh, But let's start just introducing yourselves because uh, you're new to the podcast, new to the bank. Let's uh, let's introduce our listeners to you. So, Becky, um, would you mind telling uh, our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I actually started working with um, First Mortgage Services in May of 2013. So, I've been with mortgages for almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And um, I started off doing processing and just some administrative work and worked my way up to be um, a loan originator. Awesome. Jim, how about you? Eric, I've been involved in uh, financial services, honestly, since 1979. I started at the very bottom level at a local bank and worked my way up and uh, to us in senior management. And due to a bank merger, I left the bank in 1997. And at that time, I co-founded First Mortgage Services. And um, we was able to establish a very favorable reputation in our community. I think we have a good market share. And as uh, First Mortgage Services, what we were, Eric, we were a residential mortgage broker. And what that meant was that we worked with several national lenders, and those national lenders offered us what we call conventional loan programs, which were FHA, um, VA, USDA. And for conventional, that also included the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loan programs as well. And um, then probably early last year, uh, some representatives of the bank approached me and was wondering if there was a way that we could work together uh, originally mortgage loans. And as the conversations went, we thought the best way to accomplish that was through a bank merger or was through a merger with the two companies. And uh, in my mind, it was, a, I guess, a perfect marriage because um, I was able to offer mortgage loan programs that the bank at that time did not have access to. And they also had mortgage loan programs that I didn't have access to. For example, I couldn't do a construction loan or a home equity loan until I joined the bank, so that was important to us. Uh, the bank also offered uh, technology support, which I, which was a major concern to me, marketing support, and uh, customer uh, data security support as well. And uh, so, I, again, I think it was a perfect uh, relationship between the two. That's excellent. So, yeah, this uh, this news of this merger was announced sometime back in November of 2022. Uh, but maybe some of our listeners haven't heard that yet. And so it's exciting for, for, for you and for First United and for our customers um, to, to have this 
new suite of options that, uh, as well as your combined experience, um, brought to the table to, to be able to offer some additional customer benefits. So that's, that's great. Is there anything else about the merger that you think, um, people may not be aware of or, uh, about products and services that, that, that we can now offer as, as an organization that, uh, people should know about? Well, Eric, with the merger, we were able to retain the relationships that we previously had with all of our uh, national lenders. For example, uh, we were able to retain the relationships that we had with the lenders who provide us the best terms for FHA loans, the Veterans Loan, the USDA uh, Rural Development Program, and then also the conventional Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans. So we was able to retain those relationships and then bring those over to the bank. And what those relationships do for us is um, every day we receive information for each of those lenders, and they provide us information concerning the mortgage programs they have available, as well as what interest rates and terms they're offering with those programs. And we look at each of those lenders every day and determine which lender can provide the best terms for our client. So say, for example, uh, today, lender A may have the best terms on an FHA mortgage loan. Well, maybe next Wednesday it might be lender C. So if the customer or the client comes in next Wednesday, we, we would place them with lender C as opposed to lender A. Hmm. Uh, so uh, we feel that with, you know, with what the products we offer and the menu that the bank had offered, uh, we pretty much have a, a loan program that would pretty much fit any client's financial needs. Yeah, it sort of rounds out the the suite of options for for customers, and that's actually the point of our discussion today. You know, we wanted to focus around more mortgage lending options, uh, additional lending options that uh, that some of our customers may not have considered because maybe they weren't available previously. So, Eric, I might want to mention too that I I, I cannot imagine any other uh, mortgage lender in this area having a more complete menu of mortgage options than what um, this relationship does right now. Uh, we can offer, again, all the conventional loans, the government loans, as well as the bank's portfolio of mortgage loans as well. Yeah, it's like a like a, a full menu, full full options exactly. for everybody. So that's exactly. that's great. And let's so let's talk a little bit about uh, you mentioned FHA loans. So Becky, um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about those who may be unfamiliar? What's the difference between an FHA loan and maybe like a conventional loan? Sure. Um, so conventional loans are generally more appealing to borrowers with higher credit scores. Um, a lower debt-to-income ratio, and a higher amount available for down payment. And FHA loans, they typically only require 3.5% down and are focused towards low- to moderate-income borrowers with higher levels of debt, lower credit scores, and minimal available funds. And actually, if you have, um, if you're, if you have a borrower that is looking at a HUD foreclosure, an FHA foreclosure property, that down payment amount is only $100. Um, so it's not necessarily to say that a borrower who fits the mold for a conventional and not also be an ideal candidate for FHA. Um, it, but also one of the biggest differences here with the conventional and the FHA is the monthly mortgage insurance. So we know that with a conventional loan, if you have um, traditionally a 20% down payment, then there is no mortgage insurance requirement. So that is always going to be required for an FHA loan because it is a government-backed loan. Um, the difference is, is that a conventional 
it that mortgage insurance factor is determined on several things, such as credit score, debt to income, and loan to value. So with the FHA, regardless of what your credit score is, that mortgage insurance factor is going to be the same. So what this means is that you could have a borrower with a, um, you know, that might qualify for a conventional loan, say maybe a 710 credit score with some money to put down. But when you um, go to go to quote for that mortgage insurance, it's very likely that that might be a higher mortgage insurance rate than what the FHA is offering. Um, and so then that can offer a lower monthly payment for the borrower then also. Excellent. So you mentioned uh, low to mod um, uh, is, uh, you know, the typical group for FHA loans. But, but you know, if for just an average person listening, what sh- who, who should be thinking about FHA or should they talk to an expert like yourself to determine which is the right loan type for them? Yeah, so I would say um, anyone that have minimal amount of funds available to put into the transaction. So um, as I mentioned, the FHA loans, they only require a 3.5% down payment. But also the seller can provide what's called a seller concession up to an amount equivalent to 6% of the sales price. So for example, if you are seeking to purchase a home for $100,000, um, 6% of that is $6,000. That means that the seller can provide you up to $6,000 worth of assistance towards um, your closing costs. And oftentimes all that means is that the borrower sometimes only has to bring their 3.5% down payment. Awesome. Excellent. So uh, so we've talked about FHA loans. Uh, Jim, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the benefits of a VA loan? Sure, uh, Eric. In my mind, I think the VA program is probably one of the most attractive mortgage loan programs out there. Uh, the VA mortgage loan program offers up to 100% financing for an eligible veteran. Also, too, a surviving spouse of a veteran is also eligible for maximum FHA financing. Uh, the FHA loans come in a 30-year fixed rate. The interest rate is very competitive right now. I think that right now... Uh, the the 30-year fixed rate on the VA is probably lower than anything else that we're offering. And uh, the maximum loan amount for a single family at the VA loan right now is $726,200. If a veteran is going to purchase a two- or three-unit or four-unit home that they're going to own or occupy at least one of those units, the maximum loan amount is even a little bit higher. Uh, one thing the veteran will need, and we assist with this, is that they need to obtain a VA certificate of eligibility. Hmm. And that's not a guarantee for a loan approval. What that basically states is due to that veteran service to our country, they're eligible to participate in the VA mortgage loan program. Um, generally, the, the veteran can only have one VA loan at a time, but there is a calculation that we can do to see if they will be eligible to carry more than one VA loan. So. That, uh, again, we had to go through that calculation to see if they could have the one, more than one VA loan. One thing that's sort of um, unique about the VA loan program is it does not allow for a co-signer or a co-borrower. So if a veteran wants to purchase a home with uh, a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, uh, that's not right now that's not permitted. They, uh, they have, 
uh, a co-borrower has to actually be married to the borrower in order to have both both people on the mortgage loan. Then uh, the VA does charge what's called a VA funding fee. That funding fee is based on uh, the type of service they had to the country and whether or not they had previously used a VA loan. Hmm. And it's like it's, the funding fee is like an administrative, in my mind, like an administrative fee that the VA charges. Uh, but they do allow them to finance that within the loan. Again, using the purchase price of $100,000, a veteran using it for the first time, that VA funding fee would be $2,150. So the veteran's total loan would be $102,150 then. Hmm. Also, too, if the veteran is has any type of VA-connected disability, they may be exempt from paying that VA funding fee. That's excellent. Uh, yes. Also, too, uh, with some loan programs, there is a limitation as far as how much a seller can pay towards a, uh, the veteran's close uh, towards a purchaser's closing cost. And uh, on a VA program, there's no limit. Uh, the seller can actually pay all the closing costs that they wanted to, as long as those closing costs are considered uh, reasonable for the area. Um, also, too, I might want to mention, uh, it seems like also with some of the government programs, uh, there's an opinion that if it's an FHA loan or a VA loan, because there's some type, it's a federal program, it may take longer to process than a, a conventional loan or what have you. And that's not really the case. Uh, that may have been what happened years and years ago, but right now we can process an FHA loan or a VA loan just as quickly as we can anything else. And, uh, you know, again, uh, again, I think people naturally think because the federal government's involved, there's the federal loan program, there's a lot of red tape, and that's not the case either. That's excellent. So this sounds excellent. I'm I'm so excited for uh, for our area, for our customers, for First United to to be able to offer these additional uh, mortgage lending options. Uh, is there anything else that our listeners should know about uh, the the products or services that that we can now bring to the table um, that we haven't covered? Yeah, I actually kind of wanted to circle back to the um, FHA here a little bit. Sure. Um, so. Any of the bank's products, of course, if the bank is carrying that mortgage, it's it's going to be a risk to the bank. So, you know, they have stricter debt-to-income requirements. So one of the benefits with this FHA loan is that um, sometimes they'll even allow your debt-to-income to go up to about a 56%. So that also opens up um, a market of borrowers that might have higher debt-to-income levels would be um, good candidates for this FHA loan um, or those with lower credit scores also. Um, because I, like I had mentioned, when it comes to that mortgage insurance, um, even though they may qualify through the conventional outlet, um, they're not going to be, they can still get pretty favorable terms under the FHA loan because the FHA loans, um, the interest rates are not contingent on that credit score. Hmm. Interesting. Good deal. Thank you for clarifying that. All right. Well, thank you both so much, uh, Becky and Jim, uh, for joining me today. 
and providing such helpful insights. If anyone has a question that they've been listening and maybe they want to learn more and they want to look to some some expert advice for the mortgage lending options that, that might be best suited for their needs, what's the best way they can get the support they need? Yeah, so our office is located at 203 Packer Street here in Cumberland, Maryland. And our office phone number is 301-722-3623. My personal email address is bcrowell at mybank.com. And Eric, my personal email is jstemple, J-R, at mybank.com. And um, one thing I'd like to mention, too, I would encourage your listeners to please contact our office to do what's called a mortgage loan pre-qualification. We do not charge for that service. And with that, it helps us evaluate what type of loan program best meets their needs. They'll have an idea of what price range you ought to be looking at, uh, what your closing costs, what to anticipate for a monthly payment, and uh, that it's very helpful. Also, the pre-qualification also strengthens a borrower's offer when they're about ready to make an offer on a home purchase then. Oh, that sounds awesome. Thank you for, for reminding folks of that. That's great. All right. Jim Stemple, Becky Crowell, Mortgage Relationship Managers at First United Bank and Trust. Thank you both for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Eric. It was nice talking to you. Yes, thank you so much, Eric. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. Do I have enough money to retire? Is my family protected if something happens to me? Is my plan getting me where I'm going? Are you ready if I want to be a doctor? When it comes to money, we all have questions. That's why First United Wealth Management has a team of experts ready to listen and provide solutions. First United Wealth Management. First United, my bank for life. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This recording is for informational purposes only. Any references in this recording to any person, organization, product, or service does not constitute or imply the endorsement, recommendation, or affiliation with First United Bank and Trust. First United is not responsible for your use of the information mentioned within this podcast. Please consult legal or tax professionals for counsel as needed.